It's the end of the year as we know it. It's the... All right, okay, fine. I think you did that last year. Did I? No, I didn't. I did something different last year. Possibly. Uh, Who knows? Who cares? Welcome to... Welcome to 2018, Ant. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Unctuous. Unctuous? I mean, it can't be much worse than last year, can it? I don't know. Two days into the year, Trump's threatened nuclear war and a YouTube vlogger filmed a dead body, suicide victim, in the woods and was like, monetized his apology video. Look, right... Logan Paul's a moron. We know this. He's a hist- like He was he- wearing a fucking alien hat from Toy Story the whole time. He has a history of being a moron, but I think that the only thing we can really accuse him of in, of in this situation is investing a very, very poorly realised sequel to The Forest in hopes that he was the one who would end up hanging, rather than actually finding a hanging person. Wouldn't it be great if he just like, found the well from Ring and... Wouldn't Samara it be great? Came wouldn't it be great if this was this was the realization? This was the world waking up to paranormal activity, and it actually turned out the forest was haunted. The businessman now stalks Logan Paul, and we get to slowly watch it unravel as there's someone in the background of every one of his videos in tiny little silhouette. Far into the, the money, distance. I would pay someone to do that. What? Just hide in the background of all his videos, dressed in I'd a get, suit. I'd pay Tim Fiolafant to dress up as Hitman and walk around in the background in all his videos without him realizing. Logan Paul. It. Logan Paul is. Hmm. The problem is that he's embedded in the youth, and the youth of today are idiots. They're morons. Yeah. Like they don't have awareness of things. That's why you need. When even did you when you were that young? No, but when I was when I was like what ten or eleven, I was I'd witnessed nine eleven. I had I had been given permission to go to town by myself by my parents. Like, Kids these days are going to witness a nuclear war soon. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, this could be an instructional video. This could be how they learn to survive in the in the wasteland. So let's do before we do our end of year celebration or or you know or our end of year slow slip into the abyss. Let's uh, let's just go over a couple of things that you recommend that people do in preparation for nuclear winter. Well, what kind of nuclear? Well, this thing we can let's say fallout fallout nuclear. Fuel, yeah. Well, collect up bottle caps for a start. Yeah, that's that's a smart investment. Yeah, straight away, great idea. Yeah, don't have any growths. What do you mean? Well, if you've got any disfigurements, you're going to be pretty much in the lowercase society. No, 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 no. If you've got disfigurements, perform dangerous self-surgery. No. Uh, you know, got a bit of a bit of a mole, cut it off. Yeah. Everybody has a knife in the house. I'd much rather have a Mad Max apocalypse. What, where everybody's all grotesquely deformed from the from the radiation? Uh, where I can drive really dangerously fast, dangerously built cars without a license. Have you seen? And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to promote pure flicks movies. But there's a movie called The Black Rider. No, it has no everyone's favourite Hercules, Kevin Sorbo. I met him. Did you? Yeah, I met Kevin Sorbo. Is he a creep? He's all right. He was quite a nice chap. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I kind of get the opinion that Kevin Sorbo is very self-aware, mm. but at the same time, he's starting God's not dead. Yeah. No, and apparently he's probably evangelical. Really? Type. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's sad. Is he like full Kirk Kirk Cackman? Kirk Cameron? Don't know. Ugh, I hate Kirk Cameron. Anyway, so what would you what would you tell the kids? What, what would you stock up on? I would go the community stance. I would say shotgun shells and water. Don't worry about the shotgun because there's always going to be someone dying and dropping a shotgun. Beans Everyone's and porn have mags. Beans and porn mags. Porn mags will come back into popularity in an apocalypse. That's true. There's no internet around. Analog porn. DVD players probably won't work due to EMP bursts from nuclear warheads. That's true. 
Who's going to hold all? Who's going to hold all the power when the nuke goes corner off? Corner shops. I'm heading to the train tracks. No corner shops. Corner shops, yeah. corner shops have tons of porn. Got some fiesta, fiesta, yeah. fiesta. <laughs> I don't know. Fiesta. Asian sensation was I think yeah. the last thing that I bought from a corner shop that was porn related. Came with oh. a free DVD. I was 18 years old, and what did I do? I bought a porn mag. No, you got it eventually. I felt instant shame. Yeah. I don't know if this is something that... Uh, that like, Thank God for self-service tills these yeah. days. I don't, know if, I don't know if this is something that future generations are going to feel, but the shame of buying a porn magazine is... It's just incomparable to anything else I've ever done in my you're life. You're not meant to buy them until you're old enough to not have the shame anymore. Really? Yeah, when you're like in your 50s and shit. And then you leave them by the train tracks for the other kids <laughs> yeah, to find. Yeah, you masturbate by train tracks a lot. They just leave them there. Oh. Like from space, so it's like, can't you just get porn from the train tracks like everyone else? Like, no, no, I'm, I'm an old. Adult. I have to leave <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're going to review things. Uh, yeah. We start off with the worst thing of the year. Yeah. And we go to best TV show. Because we're not going to dwell on the negativity too long. We'll just do the negative stuff first. Can we do some negative no. stuff? No, no. Yeah. Shut up. You get worst thing of the year. You get one worst right. thing, which can be anything. Yeah. Apart from Trump, because we've already. Fuck's sake! Yeah. Yeah, not tr- that's too obvious. Okay, that's like saying Breath of the Wild your game of the year. Okay, oh, I it's, can't do that. I didn't say you can't do that. Oh, okay, cool. But it's too obvious. All right, okay. But then we do best TV show, best game, best film. All right. So it's worst, your turn first. Worst thing of the year. Is it my turn first? Yeah, your oh, turn fuck. first. Okay. Well. Worst thing I experienced this year, um, easily, without a shadow of a doubt, like it ain't even close. Transformers: The Last Night. It is, like, no matter how bad... I watched Power Rangers Turbo. I freaking... <laughs> I watched The Defenders and Iron Fist. Like, right? I watched yeah. The Inhumans. Right? Without a shadow of doubt, Transformers last night is the worst thing I've seen this whole year. It's shocking how bad it is. I can't... It's on Netflix and I keep thinking about maybe putting it on just to see if it's as insufferable on a smaller screen than it is on a cinema screen with the fucking ratio changing every other shot. You watch it and tell me how many seconds through the film you get before it pisses you off. If I buy it in 4K, will it be all in the same ratio? Don't buy it. It's on Netflix. Just watch it on Netflix. It's not in 4K. Who cares? But it won't be in the same ratio. It jumps around... Does TJ Miller come back and then punch a woman and say, I didn't do this and then rape her with a bottle? No, he dies in the last one, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, I'm joking. I'm really hoping Deadpool 2 replaces TJ Miller with Christopher Plummer. I actually see, I think that would be hilarious. This is my thing. It's an <laughs> accusation against TJ Miller. Yeah. By one woman. Right they, I think he's had something before, though, I swear. Well, I think it was the same thing. But mm. I like my problem is that I'm now concerned that people are using this. And I don't, I'm not one of those... I'm not mansplaining. I'm not one of those defenders of, you know, fucking arseholes in, in media. Because I know... It's like been a joke for years, hasn't it? Like, if you want to get in the industry, you got to suck a few dicks. That was always the joke. Jane Silent Bob made the joke, you want to get somewhere in life, you got to suck a few dicks. And then George Carling famously goes down on that trucker, right? But I'm also concerned that this gives freeway to people like, I know that 99% of these people are going to be actual victims and it's fucking horrible. But there is going to be one percent that are just those terrible human beings on the surf. There, yeah, but I can buy TJ Miller being a creep. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm saying that TJ Miller probably is a creep. He can mm. be a creep. I made a joke about him raping with someone with a beer bottle. I mean, like, I'm not. It would be hilarious if he was replaced with Christopher Plummer. It would be hilarious. I just, I just liked 
TJ Miller in that film. Yeah. I don't like TJ Miller as a human being. He was great as that character. His name's Weasel. It's not really a positive outlook on him. It's just like Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley's not ruined for me because TJ Miller's a creep. I still love Silicon Valley, the series. I can separate, I can separate the art from the artist. You know, I'm not going to ever. You shouldn't. I shouldn't, but I'm going to because I can't hate everything in life. Yeah. I already hate so much. You'd run out of things to watch very quickly. Yeah. I already hate so much and I'm so deeply ingrained in things that, that whilst this matters a great deal, I need to care about everything that matters. Me as an empathetic human being, I, or apathetic, empathetic, apathetic's where you don't have any sympathy for someone. You can't relate to them. Empathetic Mm. is when you can, right? You could be an empath. Like Jeez. Deanna Troy in Star Trek. But anyway, so... Last night was fucking awful. What are you doing? That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Oh. Before you went off the whales. Sorry, whales. we started talking about TJ Miller. Yeah, but last night, just fucking shocking. Like, incoherent, messy, one of the... Like, this year, a lot of films I watched were really, really well edited, as opposed to last year. This was incoherent, me- It was the worst editing I've seen since friggin' Suicide Squad, possibly... Possibly worse. Suicide Squad has a lot more really basic mistakes, like putting black text over black background. Wasn't Suicide like, Squad this year as well? No, Suicide Squad was 2016. Right. August, wasn't it, last year? Skipped out. Yeah. This year we had Wonder Woman and Justice League, which I know Justice League's going to be your film of the year. Um, But yeah, last night is astoundingly bad. Like... Mm. Like Revenge of the Fall, for a while I was like, is it worse than Revenge of the Fallen? And I remembered that Revenge of the Fallen doesn't change its aspect ratio every five seconds. And that pissed me off a lot. And I know what was happening in Revenge of the Fallen. The story did go from an A to B. Mm. This just went everywhere and just forgot about characters for like an hour and a half. And you shouldn't be able to forget about a character for an hour and a half in a film. Because films shouldn't have an hour and a half of a character not being there. Mm -hmm. Like, unless, unless, I don't know... Gandalf's turning up again at the end after he fell on Borg pick. But then again, that's three films later. It was awful. Just awful. Watch it on Netflix. Tell me how far you can get before you... I'm pretty sure the fucking logos at the start of the film are in different aspect ratios. Like, that's how irritating. You didn't mind Justice League. Justice League was just about partable. Well, I didn't hate it. There are parts where I praised it and that... But is that you're going to be your worst thing of the year? You just cut it straight... Transforms, fuck it. What's your worst thing? All right, so this year we've had Donald Trump, as you mentioned before. It's we've too easy, low-hanging Theresa fruit. Theresa May dig her claws so deeply into UK Parliament that somehow we can drag her carcass out of the fucking building, which is impressive, yeah. but also hor- horrific. She's just a monster. She's not a very nice person. We had Anne Milton, our local MP for Guildford, who's actually a demon from Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. She looks just like one of the monsters that Billy Zane conjures from the fucking ground. Nice. We had Boris Johnson re-emerge from whatever cave he's fucking been hiding in, along with the fucking Mengazi that we've been dealing with, where everyone from fucking Hollywood, Tinseltown, and fucking... You know, the weird thing is, when all the creepiest people aren't working in the porn industry, you've really got to be concerned with the people that are hiring your young daughters and sons in fucking Hollywood to do this job. And this is a year in which we had counterculture with the disaster artist being released. The disaster artist in which 19-year-old Greg Sestero runs off to LA with a fucking ageless vampire man by the name of Tommy Wiseau and, and doesn't get molested somehow. And that's, that seems like a work of fiction to me nowadays because I know the truth of Hollywood. Someone turned on the fucking light and moved the fridge and suddenly the cockroaches have started fucking scattering. And it is 
insurmountable. It is unbelievably deeply ingrained in this in this systemic world of abuse. And that's why it's so hard for me to say this and be able to say this with a straight face. But something has touched me so much worse than that shitty peppering of sprinkles on a very crap donut that is... Ben Mengazi, UK Parliament, American Parliament, politics in general should be a fucking nightmare. And then to top it all off, Charlie Brooker doesn't do a year wide because it's just so fucking depressing <laughs> to live in the world nowadays. So yes, I have something that's worse than all those things just because it is, it is something I've had to deal with on a daily basis. It's something that I've had to personally deal with. And it's not being a teenage girl before you say anything, but 13 reasons why on Netflix is my worst thing of the year. <laughs> I watched, would love that. <laughs> I watched every episode of this in March, and as someone who has dealt with depression since the age of 18, so I battled depression over <laughs> a decade 18. of my life. <laughs> I know, right? I battled depression for over a decade of my life, and trust me, my mind has been some very dark places, and my actions have been questionable at best when trying to keep myself on this earth. But after watching that program, I am so strongly filled with hate for every single one of the producers, including that fucking little twant, fucking Selena Gomez. That's right. Twant. It's a new word for a new generation of cunt. Mm. I am full of hate for this series. If anyone has had a bad day, followed by a bad day, followed by a bad month, followed by a bad year, and you haven't slit your wrist, this fucking program should celebrate you with your own documentary about how well you did, give you a pat on the fucking back, a carrot and a smile. that suicide is romantic. Oh my good god. So I have tons of problems with this series. Obviously I had a very, very long rant about it previously on the podcast, so I won't suffer your ears with my vitriol once again. But what I will say what I will say very clearly is that everyone, everyone out there suffers somehow. The world is a fucking horrible place. Let's get that straight. Apart from sociopaths. There is absolutely no time when you feel like you are alone you should never truly feel alone there is always one person out there who is within arm's length and whether that's a number on a telephone to an anonymous human being who's willing to tell you i hear you and i am here for you i can help how do you want me to help just there are people out there don't let this program tell you that you just need to do one thing and leave some mystical fucking audio recordings that you're BFF can follow to find the secret of your fucking suicide and then somehow redeem you after your death and your fucking... uh, The horrible people that ruined your life. Don't ever let them win because that's what it is. It's very sad and it's very upsetting that people in this world kill themselves and I understand the reasons why but absolutely in no fucking way is 13 reasons why a Ah, oh, just it's a template. Doesn't it, like do the whole thing because everyone everyone thinks storytelling these days is the mystery box bollocks. That's what that's yeah, because that's what the is. show is. It's like that's, oh, why did this girl commit suicide? Such a mystery. It's follow the breadcrumbs, and she has a fucking horrendous life. She has a horrendous life. I am not. I'm not going to go out of my way to say that anyone who's been through what she's been through isn't going to have difficulty clinging to existence. I would, right? But I wouldn't then torture the people by making myself into an actual fucking ghost to haunt those that I've left behind already heartbroken. You'd love already to be a destroyed. Ghost. I'd love to be an actual ghost, but not tapes that I just leave behind. It's just, it is, it's the worst idea of love. It is the absolute worst idea of a human relationship. It is the worst idea of, of mental illness, of difficulty. And then, and then, a feel, a fucking program about 14 and 15 year olds that not only includes graphic rape scenes, 
not only includes rape accusers and fucking all the other shit that this world is already filled with and we know know is ingrained in our society because we've seen it publicly dragged out in the form of Harvey fucking Weinstein a walking toad with a cock that's so fucking poisonous somehow he felt the need to rub it against every human being he came in fucking contact with not only do we have that to look at we've now got teenagers being told hey guess what get drunk Go to the parties. If your parents are angry at you, wander down streets and go to houses of boys that you saw rape your best fucking friend. Then get into a fucking jacuzzi with the fucking rapist and then expect nothing bad to happen. Put your life in such jeopardy in situations that are so easily conquered by just simple fucking decision making because we are all we are all capable of doing this we're all capable of surviving life it's been proven by the fact that we just get older and shitter nowadays so why would anyone show this program in which there's just it's a Hansel and Gretel trail of how to fucking put yourself in jeopardy how to not be a teenage person and survive and it's so fucking depressing and like I said there is a graphic suicide scene at the end of this is it earned is it fucking achieved by anything? No. It starts out very low-key. Oh, I've had an argument with my friend. It feels like the end of the world. Oh, this boy likes me, but I don't know how to tell him. I like another boy. Oh, this boy took a picture of me and said some sexually suggestive thing. It's not. No one believes me, but I know the truth, so it doesn't fucking matter. Oh, everybody's bullying me. This is shit. I'm going to go to a different school. No, I'm not going to go to a different school. I'm going to get myself in other situations that make me feel even worse. And I know people make bad choices, but this is just... This is just giving people permission to keep making bad choices, keep doing these things, and just and just glorifying suicide, glorifying fucking some... Just, if you're in pain, reach out. Don't reach down to the dregs and stick your hands in the fucking rancid shit and then pick this up and go, oh, look, Salima, Gro- Salima Gomez produced a program that's just about me and my life. And, and I, I, great, I'm going to watch this. Oh, look, that's what I need to do. I need to create suicide notes that haunt everyone, make everyone fucking miserable, make everyone terrible, make everything horrible, make it seem like mental health is is the be-all, end-all. Don't seek help. Hide away. Kill yourself. Record tapes. And then give them to your to your friends and drag them through hell. Could have been worse. No, it couldn't. Yeah, Logan Paul could have turned up and done a vlog. Oh, you know what? You know what? Right, I'm going to say this right now. <laughs> if Logan Paul directed this, he'd at least make a joke or two. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it is the worst. It is what our society's come to. It's pop stars writing about mental health as if, as if they know how it goes. It's like, it's, it's. So people romanticize Romeo and Juliet and the whole, they fucking kill themselves. (laughs) Yeah, Romeo and Juliet's a romantic novel until you get to the end and it's like, it's like, hey, guess what? Our families don't like each other. Murder? Suicide? Yeah, suicide sounds good. Yeah, great, fine. Oh, God. And people forget that, that Romeo was flat out stabbing people. Um, but yeah, could I could just bite his thumb at some people. Yeah, could no. I can I can't hate this program anymore. As a person who suffered from depression, I have horrible shit in my past that I don't talk about because it's not comfortable for me to talk about it with normal people. But I've sought help, and I'm now at a point where I have the tools to 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 carry on with my life. And I I genuinely try to talk to people that suffer from mental illness, and I and I I I, I surround myself with a support network of people I can trust and I care about. And I recommend that anyone that's feeling awful, if you don't have that, it's just one conversation away. And it, it sucks to have that first conversation. It's horrible to open up to someone, especially when you feel so fucking horrible. But you can do it. There are ways. Just you need to get those tools or you need to get whatever you need. To, don't be scared of medicine and things like that. If that's what you need, that's what you need. Just, yeah. Fuck 
13 Reasons Why. What a fucking crock of shit. So best TV show of the year. I'm going to fucking struggle Selena Gomez. Um, obviously 13 Reasons Why is the best TV show this year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it. You I never watched it. Cunt, you know no. I didn't watch it. I just didn't feel any need to watch it. No. Um, best TV show of the year. Um, do you know what? I haven't watched any like proper arty shows. No. It's probably going to have to be Legion. That's probably about as... Legion was fucking fantastic. Legion's kind of an arty show, dude. Yeah. I don't want to say... That's the only one I watched, isn't it? I didn't watch anything. I didn't. I, no, I don't watch... Like, Game of Thrones. You yeah, don't watch Black watch, Mirror. You nah. didn't watch... Didn't watch Martial None season two yet. No. No, Orange I watched that show. Yeah. The new series of Origin Black was good, but not the best one. I didn't it was like right. it very much. Had some good stuff. I like it was all set over like a couple of days. I quite like. It that felt like it was only four episodes worth in yeah. like twelve episodes, didn't That's it? That's what Netflix shows are. <laughs> That's not true. I would say but, Master of None is yeah. is incredible. But like, Master of None is proper episodic TV, isn't it? But shows aren't anymore. They're all like one story, and Legion was that thing. And I don't like this one story aspect of TV shows. But Legion is like such a fucking trip the whole way through. Yeah, three arcs. Yeah, it was. It's beautiful to look at. It has mm. mu- amazing sound design and music, and it like you have to forget everything you know about the X Men, Marvel comics, and all this sort of stuff because it has. It didn't need to be anything to do with yeah. that. It could have been. We, completely we already separate. had the discussion about this, didn't but we? I, I got a feeling the idea was they wanted to do something like this, and it was a little bit too close to Marvel stuff. So they were like, well, we got the license, why don't we just do it? Because it'll get some extra views on it, get you some more budget, and all this sort of thing. Gives Dan, what's his face, Dan Stevens, something to do when he's not walking around in a giant mocap suit. I want to see that beast deck. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's very David Lynch-inspired, very Twilight, you know, the Twin Peaksy style weirdness going on. I wish that we I wish that we had enough listeners to make T-shirts, because I want to see that beast deck is pretty good as a slogan, isn't it? <laughs> what, that shack meat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I not get enough of that. Shack me. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's beautiful. End off in what possibly one of the most brilliant, what the fuck endings any show's ever had. Oh, sure, yeah, because yeah, you've got the one thing where you've got friggin' Jermaine Clement is now the villain, and then Dan Harmon gets taken, Dan Thingy, not Dan Harmon, Dan Stevens gets taken away in a fucking ball. Like yeah. a ball comes out of nowhere and just drags him off into into the sky. And that's a, that is a thing in the comics, that ball thing. It's like, um, it's like a little mini-vert. It's like a Pokeball. Takes them off. Yeah. Um, but that's like, for the show, that's just like, what the fuck? And the main characters just stood there going, Whoop. the other characters are just like, what the... Like, brilliant way to end the cliffhanger. It's just a complete... That's a proper mystery end cliffhanger thing. Also, oddly enough, a better representation of mental illness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but the, like, the centre episodes of it where they're like, you know when they're about to be shot and the mm-hmm. whole, like, there's about two episodes in a row that are set within the fraction of a second before yeah. the bullet hits them yeah. um, where they've perceived time to stay still and he's completing all these crazy tasks inside did an amazing job of representing um, psychic powers beyond two guys standing each other going, <laughs> like the South Park episode yeah. um, just like it was like you're seeing inside the mind of Xavier as he's doing these things what he sees rather than like what you see is the result of it Yeah, like you're seeing like instead of seeing like him going, oh, I can hear everything. I can see everything. Mm. You're seeing everything. Yeah, um, you're hearing everything. It's yeah. all playing there right just, in front of you. Jermaine Clement was amazing in that show. Just yeah, like I don't in. necessarily think he's going to be the villain next year. Well, he's possessed by the frigging guy, isn't he? But, yeah, that's, but he I, ju- his whole power is that he jumps from host to host. And yeah, but I you know, what's his name again? I've forgotten his bloody the name. Yellow King or whatever it is. Yeah, the, he's got a, he's got a name in the comics. I can't remember what it is. It's something, um, it's something to do with chess, isn't it's it? It's an Asian. It's an uh, like a Saudi Arabian type name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
forgotten what it was now. It's been it's February it was on. Um new series starts soon. Um Aubrey Plaza's stunning in the show. <laughs> friggin' it's fantastic. I love the the friggin' the woman there who spends her time talking to the coffee machine because it's got her husband's voice mm-hmm. encoded into it because she misses him and he's like currently like in a coma living in an ice cube. Literally Which frozen is in Jermaine time. Dunn. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' superb. Get the rest of the flight of the Concords in there. Some song and dance numbers. <laughs> well, one of them's Oscar winner now, isn't he? Yeah. So he won't be doing it anytime soon. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I would agree that's one of the highlights. Um yeah. there's a couple of action sequences that were kind of like you know, a bit sort of the budget wasn't stretching as far as they would like and you can yeah. see the compositing and stuff, but the show wasn't about that. It was about weirdness and the show was about doing what they wanted to do and doing it in a way that made it so that you were, you never questioned what they were doing. Yeah. I don't think any time during that series I questioned their decisions or how they presented things. I was yeah. always like, I'm on board for this. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. And Dan Stevens is that fucking episode where he's trying to figure out what's going on and he's talking to himself and his conscience has a British accent. It's just him doing his regular accent. Yeah. Um, that's freaking brilliant because he's like he's he does an amazing American accent and people couldn't believe that he like he was British. It's like the Hugh Laurie thing where people go, mm. "Well, that guy's British," but he's talking to himself, doing all these different accents and stuff. I love that shit. It's like the guy from um, freaking Sunny doing the Australian accent. <laughs> no, you know in um, in Legends of Tomorrow, um, the one he plays freaking the guy who can never remember the name of what, half a firestorm. <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 because yeah. he's British. Franz Franz Dremer is the yeah. actor. He's British, and he always hi there, Gray. How are we doing? And he's doing yeah. like an American doing an English, uh, yeah. yeah, an English person doing an American accent doing an English accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I I do like that kid. He's awesome. Yeah, um, beat up someone at a chippy once, though. So. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, Legion was like I think best show. Yeah, closely followed by Punisher, which I thought was fantastic. I freaking love Punisher. That was brutal. That was fucking way more brutal and way more consistent than the rest of the Marvel stuff's been for a couple of years on Netflix because, like, Luke Cage wasn't 100% consistent. But the last, but like, Iron Fist and Daredevil, man, not Daredevil, Defenders. Yeah. Weren't great. But Punisher was back to that. Like, I like this, I like the violence. Yeah. And that guy getting his face pulled down the broken glass in the mirror was yeah. one Becoming of the most... That was that was more like cringe inducing than anything the Saw movies ever did. I think there's one <laughs> one shot and that's where the skin flays. Yeah. And stays behind it. Like, oh god. Yeah, it's grim. Yeah. What was your favourite TV show of the year? And why was it thirteen reasons why? <laughs> <laughs> um it's been a really fucking difficult year to pick this. I've mm. seen some great shit like um I mean, you've got you've seen things I wouldn't believe. You've seen like, yeah. stars. You've got you've got stuff where like there was a lot of wish fulfillment. This year, like Game of Thrones, we yeah. finally had like people confronting what was coming. Um, oh, they finally had dragons this year, didn't yeah. they? Well, they had dragons for a few years, but yeah. Um, you had stuff like Master of None, which, as you mentioned before, had one of my single greatest TV moments, and that's an episode in which three stories were told within half an hour, so clearly and legitimately that I don't really understand how TV has stayed the same after that series. Hmm. Um, it's not on TV, is it? It's on Netflix. Yeah. They um, still pretend Netflix isn't a TV station. It's true, it's true. Yeah. Well, the award programs. Um, you have stuff like You're the Worst, which had a rocky season, but still ended up on its feet somehow, and I really enjoyed. Um, but probably... Probably my favourite this year. See, this is the problem. I, it's been 12 months I've watched a fuck ton of TV. And... 
Shouldn't watch so much TV. Yeah, I really shouldn't. <laughs> Spend more um, time watching Power Rangers. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, someone that, someone that scraped in that I didn't expect ever to see was Lovesick Season 3. Netflix is still producing a program that was originally named Scrotal Recall. Scrotal Recall? Yeah, it was about a guy who got diagnosed with chlamydia and he went and contacted everyone that he'd slept with in the uh, last few years to try and ease things over. And in, like, in the background, there was a love story and there's like a character. It was like a really generic sitcom hmm. for like the first episode. And it steadily evolved into something else. And then the third season, just you adore all the characters. And one of them, who's named Luke, who starts off as a womanizer, is the opposite of anyone else in a sitcom. So he starts off, you find out how he became a womanizer. And that was essentially that he proposed to someone and embarrassingly, they completely rejected him. So he immediately, after that point, went, wait, wait, what do I need to do to, to get to sleep with women? Oh, that's it. So he goes up and talks to someone. And as he's talking to him, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, no, she was the most beautiful woman ever. And he's like, and he goes, just one tequila shot and walks off and then comes back five minutes later. And he's like, it's like, it's like so yeah, so I said to the other guy, and she goes, wait, when you're just talking about how you're in love with someone, he goes, oh no, I was telling a joke. Yeah, one second. So then the guy walks up and he tells us, he becomes this charming person and he realizes that he just turns off his emotions. Hmm. And you've seen that for two seasons and he gets to the third season and he's turning the emotions back on. Like he's, he's realized that his friends are pairing off, like people are falling in love, like people are aging and, and it's time for him to stop being this 20 something person that just fucks everything that moves and it's time for him to become something, something more, maybe seek something more. And he starts seeing a therapist and stuff and, and it becomes from their story to his. Mm. And there's this really fluid transfer. And it's really weird to see that done well. But again, yeah. Netflix. It's not really TV, is it? It's like... Doesn't count. They, don't, they don't win the awards. No. It's no. <laughs> uh, the best TV show, though. You, still, you, just... you know, like, it's really hard to pick. I'm, I'm trying to think of what I've watched this year that's been standout. Something that... Rick and Master None. Rick and Morty had an incredible series. Yeah. And season three was, it keeps going from strength to strength. But again, it's as deep as the show has been this season. It's still not my top TV. Like, it's not something I've recommended to people. I just, Mm. I think it would be, trying to think about it, just, I can't. Power Rangers Ninja Storm. (laughs) Yeah. Power Rangers Ninja Storm. What series are you on of that? I'm on Power Rangers in Space now. You're on Power Rangers in Space. Season six. Season six of Power Rangers in Space. Well, the Power Rangers season six. Power yeah. Rangers season not six. Six seasons sorry, sorry. of Power Rangers in Space. Yeah. What was your top show this I'm year? I'm just, I'm just quickly checking. Like to see ten what I've minutes. I know. I you know. should have thought about this. I know. I know. I fucking should have. Oh god, the Twin Twin Peaks came back, didn't it? Good yeah. places. Stranger Things season two. Oh fuck, fuck's sake. There's so much good TV. All right, actually, no, I, I know what I'm going to recommend. Um, it's going to be a top. Oh, just fucking talk Control about Netflix. Runners. Just gonna have to talk about Netflix for hours, aren't I? Talk to Netflix. So there's two series this this year that I I can't really I can't pick one over the other, but one that impressed me the most, BoJack Horseman. Yeah, BoJack Horseman series four. Yeah, it was season yeah. four. Series four. Yeah. Uh, this show has evolved, and if you compared, if you showed someone one episode from season one and then season four. Mm. It wouldn't be the same. But the reaction. first half of season one tries to convince you it's a Family Guy style yeah. silly comedy, and then it smacks you around the head with what starts all the depression yeah. stuff. So, so season three of Bojack Horseman, I praised the last two episodes. Season four, that that impact from those last two episodes, that I felt this is the first time that it's carried over throughout a series, and the impact has just reverberated for every episode, for every word. Yeah. 
Um, and decisions were made based solely on what happened at the end of that. I, I can't recommend this enough, but I also don't want to spoil anything that's happened up to this point. If this is the first time you're ever listening to our podcast, we've praised the series every year. Yeah. You know? We've spoken about it every year, and it's been it's been a highlight for both of us Season when we get to talk about it. Show. Like animated show on, it's one of the I'd best still say, TV shows. I'd still say Rick and Morty was better than this, but season three of Rick and Morty, because of everything that went on around it, feels marred. Oh yeah, that Shizen saw shit. Like yeah. I just don't the care. The fans are the worst. The fans. fans are the worst thing. That's 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 the problem. But anyway, that's besides. And pickle Rick, fuck off. Uh, but <laughs> but my but with BoJack Horseman, it just seems no one's talking about it. So it's still. Quite well hidden. That's the thing with Netflix shows, though. They come on, people binge watch them. Yeah. They talk about them for a week and then don't. Yeah. And I, I can't remember, if you haven't watched it and you've got Netflix, just go and watch it. Just watch as much as you can. There's no... It doesn't hurt to watch a load of it in a chunk. Yeah. It can be a bit draining when the episodes get heavier, but they're still... You just... You want to see yeah, what happens. They're only like 25 minutes long yeah. each, aren't you they? You want to find out what happens. And then the other series um, is David Fincher's Mind Hunters. That's Mind- the one where they hunt for people's minds. Yeah. Mind Hunters was a complete fucking shock to me. I knew mm. David Fincher was making a series for Netflix, but when it was released, very, very little about it was, was said. There yeah. weren't adverts and shit until like maybe a couple of weeks after it had been on Netflix. Um, but Mind Hunters is the story of the first few FBI pro- profilers that use psychological tools to find out who it was that committed crimes. Yeah. Instead of just pinning it on the closest person in proximity to the, the crime and stuff. Person. Yeah. Um, they they use psychological profiling to try and work out what made serial killers. Mm. You know who fits the bill. If someone Fincher loves that stuff, like yeah. All his like you go through all his like his films. Practically every one of them is about someone who's sadistic or sadistic yeah. hurting people. That's, no, that's true. Even Alien Three, that's it's got a fucking alien. In it. <laughs> it's absolutely true. One of the things that I like about this though is it is beautiful. Mm. Like everything from the the tape recorder that you see just a brand new 70s tape recorder just the switches and everything else flicking and it's just it's in perfect pristine condition something so incredibly astonishing about seeing that technology mm. in that form and then it it talks it has someone talking about how an asshole will suck your penis in when you stick it in there nice um, because of the resistance the initial thing that it gets sucked in and then did you know that someone's neck is all resistance it's like a vacuum cleaner that's the exact words the serial killer uses he says once you decapitate a woman to stick your dick in her throat it's all resistance and it's unbelievable to feel that. It's and it's and it's the way that he says it, the way that he says it so calmly and it's fucking horrendous. But at the same time, this man is talking, he's revealing shit to him. There are scenes where a serial killer has his hands around the throat of one of the detectives just to illustrate a point. And he's doing this so calmly as if he's, you know, opening a can of Coke. Hmm. You know, he's not, he's not going to kill the person. He's trying to illustrate a point. But to him, illustrating the point means showing him how his hand fits around their throat to illustrate the point, putting that fear in them is almost a tangible, palatable fear to the scene, and it is so well acted and and brilliantly produced, and just fucking, it's astounding. Like both of those are on Netflix. Like people should have watched them already, but if you didn't, those are my two series of the year. I can't really choose between the two, but uh, I'm so polarized by Netflix now because both <laughs> my worst thing and some of my favorite things have been produced by the fucking network. Oh god, Netflix, you cunts. But anyway, yeah, that's that's uh, those are my TV shows of the year and onto film of the year. It's game of the year. Is it game of the year yeah, now? Film of the year last. Oh, okay. Sorry, game of the year. So your yeah. turn. Um, I should be really lazy, shouldn't I? I mean, it's uh, pff, there's a lot of good games this year. Yeah, there's a couple, you know, a few good ones. 
But I mean, it'd be pretty dumb to not say Breath of the Wild, wouldn't it? Yeah. I don't think anything else has had the impact of that game. Like even the new Assassin's Creed game borrowed elements of its design. Like yeah. the friggin' slow-mo arrow firing when you're in midair and stuff like that. You know, just allowing the open world to be more just wander about and do your shit. Oh, God. Yeah? Yeah. But, um, no, Breath of the Wild is just astounding. The only like the only slight I have against it is that I wish there was more dungeons. But they've got all those little mini temples that you go into yeah. and do things in. And some of them are pretty big and almost dungeon-like. Um, they kind of feel like something that was made in, like, a... A Mario Maker, type, you know, a like customized. Yeah, it feels thing. like it feels like a lot of them are built around one puzzle, which was good. Yeah, because well, they don't. Yeah. yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, but it kind of like each of them feel like they had some tool set they created at Nintendo for creating these, and they let their staff go nuts creating all these crazy temples. It wouldn't surprise me if they did. Yeah, um, I'd love it if they released that as a thing, just as its own thing for fans to make their own temples and stuff. Like it'd be a Mario Maker type thing based on Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But um, yeah, just the way it, like you can lose yourself just wandering around and just seeing what happens, and you might wander some woods and a bear might attack you. You might tame that bear and ride it like a horse. Um, you know, you can throw a boomerang and attach it to a magnet and then buzzsaw enemies to death with a friggin' magnet buzzsaw. Mm. Um, you know, just the the crazy shit in that game, and all the little hidden stuff and all the like. How if you try anything, chances are it'll do something. Like no matter what you try. Like, you know, in, in ways how there's emergent gameplay that can just screw you over, like you swing a swing a flaming torch at an enemy and the wind's blowing the wrong direction, you'll set fire to yourself because mm-hmm. the grass will burst into flames. You know, you can drop down a pit and come across a monster in there that you, like, it's going to kick your ass in two seconds. Mm. You should have been paying attention. Um, but just, like, beautiful. And the dungeons, like, the dungeons themselves aren't super memorable, but each of them had a really cool little core concept that was built around yeah. the friggin' flying one I really like. The friggin' What I said, like it's just it's a single idea. Yeah. The main temples, yeah, the main four. <laughs> and Hyrule Castle at the end isn't really a temple, but it's sort of like it's sort of like the outer the whole game design and the entire game condensed into this one location mm-hmm. where you're just gonna find your way in. Mm-hmm. And that's all you got to do is find how you're going to get in. Yeah. Um, and then from and there, go about your business. Yeah, and that's how Hyrule Castle was built. It was like, find your way in, get to the boss. Depending on what you've done outside the world, it affects how the boss battle will play out. Yeah. Um, it's worth doing all those temples, mm-hmm. save yourself some trouble. You, I mean, you can go straight to the boss. Yeah, which is crazy. As soon as you get off the Plintia, mm. Plintula, you're done. <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can go to the boss if you want. Speed, I'm waiting for the speed ones this year and awesome games done quick. Some of them have done, yeah. haven't they? Well, they didn't, they didn't do any in... Um, Awesome games done quick this year because it was sort of too soon after it, yeah. and people were still finding the quickest path. Yeah. And they want it to be. They always do speed runs as part of a rule that it has to be recreatable loads yeah. of times. And I think because um, Breath of the Wild is a little bit emergent gameplay, it's not necessarily repeatable. It's a petri dish of madness. Yeah, the amount of times I tried to break that fucking game. And I couldn't because it already yeah. planned for me to try that. Yeah, like when first playing it, you got this maze, this one where you have to roll a ball for a maze, and it was pissing me off. So I turned my Wii U gamepad upside down and landed the ball on the flat side of the maze and just I did the same. popped it off. I did the same because yeah. I had the game Genius. on the Wii U yeah. and on the Switch. Yeah. And what I, want, what I didn't realise. Switch, was, you just lie backwards. <laughs> no, what I didn't realise was I had the Switch in TV mode. Yeah. So I get to that puzzle and I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to have to plug this in. It was like, oh, no, this has. The controllers, the little Joy-Cons, yeah, have the sensors control. in it. 
Yeah. As long as well as this, this has a sensor in it by itself, and you've got sensors in both the Joy Cons. Really so, accurate sensor on the yeah. Switch. So the Joy Cons, I just went, I turned the controller upside down, exactly the same effect. Yeah. It was almost the same as just doing it on the Wii U. And just, Whoa, yeah. You found the ones where it's like a mini golf course. Yeah, a little bit. That's, yeah. That's genius, yeah. where you have to knock the you ball have to like a, with the hammer. Like that, yeah. Yeah, that's freaking. The game's full of crazy ideas like yeah. that. And the, the, there's little jokes in there, like when you get, collect the Korok seeds. And if you collect all of them, you get one big coxie and you've clearly been collecting shit yeah. the whole time. <laughs> so the game just does that to you. Um, and some of the DLC they've released for it, I've not played any of it, but I love that they've put a Tingle costume in there and when you walk near villagers in your Tingle costume, they get creeped out by you. <laughs> they stand back and they sort of go, and they start to back away from you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the game's just frigging good. Genius. Like, absolutely mm. superb. That's it. I haven't played Mario Odyssey yet. No. And everyone praises that like crazy. I haven't played Mario Odyssey um, yet either. But Persona 5 was an astounding game. Yakuza 0 was an astounding game. Yeah. Friggin', you know, I'd chuck Golf Story in there as one of the top games this year. And Sonic Mania, they made a fan, like, three, like, a handful of, like, three, five guys, I think it was, made the best Sonic the Hedgehog game for, like... The last decade. More than that. Like, more mm. than that. It goes, like, Sonic 3 was the last time Sonic was that good. Yeah. And Sonic Mania's fantastic. Yeah. New episode up on Mellow Gaming. I just recently put on. <gasps> God, look at that! Yeah, but just Digital Foundry, yeah, drop, and like a little drop there mentioned. But Digital Foundry put Sonic Mania as their game of the year. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. I think everyone expected Breath of the Wild. It wasn't even in their top five. Yeah. Um, well, it's been a banner year, hasn't it? Yeah, crazy prey. People love that. Mm. Yeah. What's that, your? Did people really like prey? Yeah, some people. It was number two on. Digital Foundries thing. Really? Yeah, some people love it, some people hate Jeez, it. Some I people... really like Prey, but I always it's got flaws like a, and stuff. I but... felt like it was a bit on my own when I came to liking Prey. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of upset they didn't make Prey 2 in the first place. I told place. you, watch Errant Signal's video on it where he like goes into how much he loves the game but also hates some of the decisions yeah. in it. Um, but yeah, no, Breath of the Wild is astounding and it's. I need to get the Switch version so I've got multiple copies <laughs> and then can sell my Wii U version one day. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what was your game of the year? Well, I was presented uh, by Hydro Slick Razor. Yeah. Um, I had I had so much, so many reservations going into this because I too wouldn't say Breath of the Wild. Mm. But my problem is that Breath of the Wild. I'd be lazy. I'd be lazy to just say Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Breath of the Wild's an incredible game, mm. but it it doesn't really innovate. If you really? know what I mean, it completely rejiggered the friggin' open Zelda. world genre. Zelda, yes, but the open world genre, we've seen these things done well in other games. They did it Just better than all Not that. all in one. That's the thing. We've never yeah. seen these. The problem is that open world games, people think that they've been around for fucking ever. And they kind of have and haven't. I don't like, know. Not I used in to play the freedom. That... Pat on the spectrum when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> not in the freedom that we've got now. Mm. So it's just, Breath of, the, Breath of the World is just where I expected open world games to be five years ago. Because we've been doing this for a decade. The, the open world games became obsessed with collecting stuff and finding yeah, things, true. whereas that Breath of the Wild just went, true. fuck all that. <laughs> collect a little bit. There's collectible stuff in there, yeah. but it doesn't stick it all over your yeah, fucking map. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, but Breath of the Wild was going to be my game of the year, but it, it, I, needed to, I needed to pick a game that innovated more. Something that brought us to a point where it looks like I can see something for the future. And... And it's really fucking weird for me to say this because I've Super been puzzle fight on mobile. I've been waiting. I've been waiting honestly twenty one years to say this. WB Supercard. No, I've been waiting twenty one years to say this. Yeah, and I'm so happy I get to Resident Evil Seven for the PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah. Hear me out. 
hear me out before you say no. I haven't played it. You haven't played it? You haven't played it? I, played I can't this deal entirety. with first-person horror games. They're too scary. Here's, here's my justifying of Resident Evil 7 being the game of the year. So, the game is released. Yeah. That's a good start. The game is released, right? And and what is it on release? What is what is the key concept of Resident Evil 7 on release? Now, at the time of it being released, PS4 Pro is out. PSVR is out. VR is available on PC. Hmm. There's the hints of VR on the Xbox One. There's also the Xbox One X on the horizon. So, you've got a console game. Normally, console games, nowhere near the, quali- the quality of PC. Yeah. You just don't get the versatility. Capcom said, fuck that. We've released a game. It's brand new. It's the height of our technology. We put years into it. What is it going to be? Not only is it 4K compatible for the PS4 Pro, full 4K, 60 frames per second compatible for the PS4 Pro. It's also completely in PSVR working, which is fucking astounding compared to some of the, some of the dedicated PSVR games that we've played so far. A fucking dog shit. Cause I they played just... that gangster one. That was quite fun. <laughs> but the you know what I mean? Like, it's, they aren't complete games. Most of them are mini game collections oh, at the very those, best. Yeah. A complete fucking game in Resident Evil 7. Yeah. The first complete VR game, like full length, nine to ten hour campaign PSVR game. And then it's released on PC for Oculus Rift and HTC Vive. And it's not Fallout 4 VR where you just hop, skip and jump around the place and it's not really a game. It's not Doom, Doom VR, a completely different experience. It is the full Resident Evil 7 in VR. Yeah. And then Xbox One X comes out and suddenly they're like, well, we patched it, there you go, we've got full 4K support, 60 frames per second on that as well. It is the most versatile game. It is the future of what games can be. And it's already been released and you can pick it up for 20 quid now. That's what, that's where console games need to be. Closer to their PC counterparts, more versatile, having these extra features. And they are the first people to do it. They're the first people to give you an all-in-one package that matches any technology you might have. No matter how far ahead you are to other people, no matter where you are in time, you can either play it vanilla, you can play it VR, you can play it 4K, you play it on PC and VR, you play it on v- PC and, and it, it has low-end fucking needs to play on PC. Does it come out on Switch? It might do. Yeah. I wouldn't be We've surprised. Doom on Switch. I wouldn't be surprised if next year we got Resident Evil 7 Gold Edition on VR. Oh, no, and Switch. Switch, sorry. It wouldn't surprise me at this mm. point. And you know what? They'll give it full Joy-Con support so you can feel your hand getting cut off as it happens in the game. It's fucking ridiculous that this exists nowadays. Hmm. For the last, for the last 30 years, PC game, PC gamers have been, well, we're PC gamers, we're... Not about 30 years. It was only really when Steam really kicked off okay, the PC so, gaming. So what, 15 kind of, years? Yeah. Alright, so Master Race has existed that long. This is the first fucking time that us serfs with our console gaming, not talking about yourself, obviously. Peasants. This is the first time the peasants have got a taste of that versatility. Mm. And holy shit, how is no one talking about this happening? I don't know, people have, people liked it. I know people have, and I know people liked it, but no one is turning around and saying, holy shit, Mm. Capcom gave us something that would normally cost us free we'd have to buy this three times to get it normally yeah for doom we'd have to buy it three times for anyone else we'd have to buy it three times risen evil 7 came for 30 quid retail price no 40 quid retail price and suddenly i've got vr i've got 4k i've got normal and i've got a great fucking the game. vr thing they did with final fantasy 15 oh i don't fucking wasn't care. it a fishing oh god who gives a what shit 
Who gives a shit? But yeah, yeah, it it just it blows my mind that no one's got this as their game of the year just on a technological standpoint. It was in and it was D- a- Digital Foundry's list. I know that was it. Yeah, and I think they talked about it on um, My Life in Gaming's when they just talked about games they finished this year. Oh, really? But that included a bunch of retro stuff as well. They were talking about the games they played this yeah. year. But, but they went over it. But when I remember when I was a kid mm. and I first played Resident Evil, and I was like, "Holy crap! They're voice acting." Not only the voice acting, look at this, there's video. Voice acting. All right, yeah. There's video and, and look at this, it's scary. And this is, and, and, and I find myself in 2017 playing a Resident Evil 7 game going, oh, I might get PSVR just so I can play this whole 10 hour campaign in VR. Because nothing else is offering me that. No, uh, there's Farpoint. That's the only other full. Yeah, but Farpoint's thing. four hours? Is it? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I got told. What's my phone going off? I didn't silence it. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I, I just need more people to be talking about this. Breath of the Wild gets my honourable mention. Uh, you've also got stuff like um, you've also got stuff like um, I mean everything released on the Switch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like I mean, I'm just looking at a list here. Praise on here. This is stuff that other people have recommended. Pray. You've yeah. got South Park Fractured, but whole. That's one of the things with um, like a lot of the Switch games released this year. There's some that were like Wii U games and older games that were released yeah. on it, which Splatoon two normally would be perfect contenders. Yeah, like freaking Mario Kart eight. Yeah, um, but that was released years ago. Yeah. Doesn't really count. Splatoon two is quite good fun. Arms is fantastic. Like that's, I played Arms. Um, I played it for Evil a while. And I loved it. Gets, <laughs> a, gets an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, just because graphically that's fucking incredible looking. Um, but yeah, it has to be Resident mm. Evil. I just I have to go with something that innovated. I have to go with something that points me to a future. Like this is this is what gaming can be, and one day it will be. I reckon. I reckon um, Bethesda, their next release, that will be the same. It'll be like here's VR support. Here's his four well, K. Skyrim, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, whatever the next one is. Like yeah. here's here's your four K support for your four K consoles. Here's your normal for your vanilla. Here's your VR for your VR. Here's everything. This is this is what we're doing now because it doesn't take much more to do VR. I think doesn't Forza the new Forza game let you play in VR? I don't fucking Or Drive care. Club does, doesn't oh, what it? Oh, you mean loot box the game? Drive Club does. Yeah. Yeah, but Drive Club... Well, no Drive Club, the problem with Drive Club is it is... It Racing is, games is a bit of a different thing, though. Yeah, here's 69p for your car. Here you go, you want your car 69p. Yeah. Yeah, Drive Club, the complete edition, also had, like, buyable cars, and it was just a bit dog shit. Because VR and racing games is a really simple idea to implement in, and yeah. quite neat as well, because if you've got the really... Like, your Forza, you have those really well-designed interiors. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um... I want a friggin'. I would play Denture to Go in VR. Mm. <laughs> Have you seen that new Denture to Go arcade game? No. Oh my god. Massive fucking screen. Like I'm talking like 70, 80 inch screen. That's yeah. the train thing. And it's got side screen, so you get the side views. And there's like a touch screen control panel in front. Like, and you get to drive your trains. Yeah, and you move the dials and stuff on the touch screen. And now they've got. You're saying they've got a train to Busan add on? Maybe. That'd be <laughs> but they could, they could do that as a home game. Like, yeah. chuck your VR on or something, but maybe just have it on a big screen. You do your. Do your do your friggin' denture to go on the screen. Get an app for your remote for your tablet. Stick that down in front of it for the controls and everything. Man, that'd be awesome. I'd love it. I'd actually I would play a VR denture to go. I mean, like there is <laughs> there's stuff that I think would have made my list if we had PS PSVR and I played it. Mm-hmm. I think Super Hot VR yeah. is probably the natural progression for the technology, like in incorporating some sort of physicality. To it. I mean, have you seen people play Super Hot VR? No. You have to reach out, like they reach out and stuff, and they're grabbing, they're throwing stuff in really quick succession and ducking out the way of shit. <laughs> it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. But again, it's like 20 quid, and it's an hour and a half, probably. And you, once you're done with 
PS with Super Hot VR. You don't get to play Super Hot. It's an hour and a half or five seconds in Super Hot time. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, you don't get to play Super Hot once you're done with Super Hot VR. You have it's to not bit... the same game then. No, it's just the same another, missions. No, so another twenty quid. No, it's different missions. Uh, you have to spend another twenty quid to get Super Hot, and like, and I know that's the same price as Resident Evil, but yeah, it should just be included in with the same. I thing. kind of yeah. And and that's what a lot of companies are doing. They're separating it out. Yeah. Capcom went here. You fucking go. All the DLC. Doom, Doom VFR includes the original version no. of Doom as well, doesn't it? No, because I think it's. I'm sure it's an update for no. PC, wasn't it? On PC, possibly, but I think you'll probably still have to spend for the DLC. Maybe. Yeah, because I, I think know. it's a different engine for the VR version. Is it? Uh, yeah. Well, no, sorry, same engine, but I think that they have to when you're running it. So you know, like VR is like 3D. Yeah. So it's essentially like having two versions of the same game running at a different angle. Yeah. So it's generating the same stuff, but from a slightly different angle. So maybe there is a different engine, but who knows? But yeah, I, you know, people are going to fucking, people are going to roast us for this. The fact that I'm recommending Resident Evil 7 as my uh, game of the year. A lot of people said put Resident Evil in their top games. Yeah. But I just, from a technological standpoint, also from a gameplay standpoint, it was a solid 9 out of 10. I'll give it a prop for a really smartly designed logo. With the seven hidden in yeah. the VII, and in the Japanese version, Biohazard, the seven was hidden in the Z. There you go. Very clever. I, I, it's a great game as well. It really is. It's, it's a lot better than the other. We've got some new DLC for it, and then we plays Chris Redfield. Don't yeah, you? it's free DLC where he plays Chris Redfield. It's nice. called Not a Hero. Nice. Because it's. Can you look at his biceps in VR? No, because he's normal, normal-looking human now. Oh. They've changed. They've changed the art style a little. Bit. I liked when he was smuggling watermelons. Yeah, I liked when he was smuggling watermelons. It's like me and my legs. I'm smuggling mm. mangoes. He's smuggling watermelons. I'll get to watermelons one day. <laughs> yeah, I've got another 100k. I've got 200k's and a 60k this year, so I'll get there. Oh. Yeah, I've got 100k a month apart from each other. You'll keep doing those squats. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing those squats. Tore my bum, but I'll keep going. Yeah, piss muscle I'm going to get off your bed and there'll be a blood stain. Exactly. <laughs> Won't be the first time. But, uh, yeah, well, you've had some youngins in it. <laughs> I was talking about the time I had a nosebleed in my sleep. <laughs> And I oh, thought shit. I just had a runny nose. Oh, shit, I just outed you. I had a runny nose. I thought I had a runny nose, so I was just wiping my face. And it turned out you were bleeding the shit Yeah, I had blood all over my face and all over the bed and all over my pillows. It's fantastic. Uh, um, good times. But yeah, like, Breath of the Wild, honourable mention. Um, Witcher 3 game of the year came out this year. Mm, don't count. No, it doesn't, because the actual <laughs> one came out last year. Someone's put Destiny 2 as one of the top of this year. Fuck that. I don't know if you you don't Did have you watch Jim Sterling's shittiest games of the year. Yeah, he ripped into that. <laughs> you know what's really funny, right? This is the same issue I had with Destiny One. I think I went into detail about this last time when we were recording about Destiny One, and when I said how like I had the first season pass and they released another season pass. Yeah, and then that stopped a load of shit working in the first like in the vanilla game and in the add-ons that I already had. Yeah, and then when it comes to Destiny Two, I'm like, oh, they won't do that again. They won't make the same they mistakes. Did they worse. did again, and now I've lost like ninety percent of the content. I can't complete some story missions again. I can't yeah, raise the difficulty on some story. I was missions. looking at getting it cheap, and I changed my mind. Yeah, don't, don't. If you want to play it, borrow my copy. I just, I can't you just can't it. play the first more than the first hour. I don't think at this point. Yeah. Um, and also, like loot boxes cost money. You can't really earn them without really grinding. Yeah, and also I was saying to my friend the other day, like. The great thing about Destiny 1 multiplayer was that you would go into a game and if you had rare weapons, they would have slight buffs, like changes to what type of ammo it was and things like that. Yeah. Um, but everything would start on like a zero line. So everybody's weapons would do the same damage depending on the type and depending on the fire rate. Yeah. But on the new Destiny 2, 
as soon as you go into the uh, into the multiplayer, all weapons retain their powers. <laughs> it's like you haven't done any balancing. Just do a little bit of balancing. No, all weapons are as powerful, or if not more powerful, in multiplayer. <laughs> it's like you cunts. Fuck you. Yeah. But yeah, that's my game of the year is Resident Evil Seven. Your turn. We're talking about films now. The last category, best film of the year. Yeah. Sponsored by film coming out soon. Sponsored by Odeon. Can you imagine if the Oscars had trailers for all the films that were coming out this year? We're not far from that, are we? The Game Awards, like, I like when they gave Doctor Disrespect an award at the Game Awards, and a week later he's talking about how he cheated on his wife. I did not sleep. I did sleep with my secretary. People, YouTubers and streamers and the like, they're not. They're not your heroes. Well, no, they're human (laughs) beings. They're gonna fuck up. Yeah, make mistakes and perhaps people... maybe not give the keys to the channels of these networks to idiots. I wouldn't say they're idiots. I'd say teenagers, they're usually fairly smart people. Well, he's not a teenager. He really, it's not a valid excuse for a fucking thirty-year-old that cheats on his wife. Yeah. Anyway, best film of the year. Right, I know you're going to talk about Justice League at great length. Yep. Um, like like last year, I mentioned last year film editing was terrible, and I mentioned when I was talking about last night that it was horrible, but. Other than last night, most films I've watched this year are actually pretty well made. And I was yeah. quite happy with it. And I had a streak of just nothing but films that I was satisfied with. Not necessarily films I thought were great, but I had a streak where I didn't hate any of the films I went to see in cinema until last night came out. And then after that, I carried it on. Because even Justice League, I went, eh, it's alright. Okay. I, wa- I could watch it again. I couldn't yeah. watch Batman v Superman again. Um, there was two passable DC films this year which is a damn sight better than they've done so far yeah Um, but film of the year I'm probably going to have to go and get out that film was fucking phenomenal and beautiful and perfectly edited and amazing sound design and I I kind of you know I like the technical Oscars and it is really between that and Baby Driver which one gets best editing and best sound editing yeah and I would happily I think maybe get out maybe should win best sound editing because it's like the whole friggin' you in the sunken place, the tea, stir of the tea. Not only that, Beautiful I, I respect any film music that, and respect any film that has Charles Gambino's Redbone mm. with the line "Stay woke and be free" in a film about <laughs> being yeah. stuck in the sunken place, passing out and losing the ability to control your body. But um, yeah, Get Out was phenomenal. Like it's a close between that and Baby Driver. It's my favorite films here, but Baby Driver loses some points for. Being a bit gimmicky, I'll be honest, um, a little bit, but it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and having like a wafer thin female protagonist in it, which is kind of a bit ropey nowadays, but yeah. um, that film was fantastic. But Get Out was just like friggin' phenomenal, like a fantastic, like call back to old fashioned hol- horrors and recalling sort of like the idea of Americana as being this peaceful, perfect place with a little bit of something creepy underneath, which you don't get so often now in horror films. They're usually, they're usually very blunt about what the horror is nowadays. It's usually, oh, there's a ghost. It's just a ghost and stuff like that, whereas Get Out was something more psychological and deeper and disturbing, mm-hmm. um, which is what good horror is. It's why Alien works so well, because it's about freaking violent pregnancies and rape, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like, Get Out was beautiful. Fantastic. And Jordan Peele's first film. Impossibly. It is yeah, first, first directed film. film. But what's he going to do next? Who knows? Get Out 2. Get Out Harder. Well, he's doing... Get he's out currently in control Boogaloo. of the new... Um, the new Outer Limits, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, Sweet, that'd be fucking right, because Get Out 
one of the things I said when I reviewed it, it felt like an episode of like Twilight Zone and Outer yeah. Limits. Like, it would be a perfect... He's been put in control of the new release of Outer Limits, so he's doing that now. Nice. Is that a Netflix series, isn't it? Uh, possibly, actually. Yeah. It's definitely or Hulu. a Netflix series now. Or Hulu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I want to see Get Out again. I need to watch it again. Um, a few times over. There's a couple of nice little jump scares in it, and it's not too jumpy. It's just like there's a couple of moments where it earns the jump scare. It's not some shitty thing where you could literally just stop what you're doing and wait for the jump scare and then do the jump because you know it's coming. Mm. Um, it's actually properly, beautifully done. Friggin' has something to say. It does. And does that creepy white people, you know, that creepy racism that people do. And you probably catch yourself doing it sometimes where you just like talk about. I would have voted for Obama the third time. Yeah. Or the whole friggin', um, you know, friggin', oh, do you know Owens. Tiger Woods? Like Tiger Woods, he's a great golfer and all this sort of stuff. Like Jesse Owens. Yeah. It's like if you talk music with a black guy, you're probably going to catch yourself talking about rap or something at some point, aren't you? Yeah. And he might not like rap. <laughs> like, hey, some great rock music's made by black people, okay? Live in colour. Friggin', don't talk about rap. Remember, live in colour exists. People won't think you're as racist. Um, you know, just do your best. Um... But yeah, it's like, because it's that passive racism where it's like, oh, we love black people. We love everything about black people. Yeah. And it's like, you're not though. You're idolizing, you're fetishizing them. Yeah. And that's where it comes from. But, well, they literally fetishize them, don't they? Because yeah. one woman asks, is they, it true what they say? They have fucking, looks like bingo. They're having auctions for yeah. them and stuff like that. It's like, they're just colonialism. It's like freaking, um, not colonialism, freaking, freaking slave trades just brought in a different way. Yeah. Where they're literally taking over the bodies of them. Um, but yeah, fan figure spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, brilliant film. Like, there's a lot of good films this year though. Like, I friggin' like John Wick two. I watched that again the other day with Paul because it's on Netflix. It's on. Um, it's free on Virgin Media. Yeah, you just watched just, just watched it. Because um, John Wick two was a fantastic fucking action film. Like, absolutely, you know, worthy follow up to the second one. You know, you had a good Wonder Woman film, which was a bit shaky for a while. It turned out to be quite good. Um, Thor Ragnarok made more money than Justice League. Which is right. It's just how astounding. The world should be. It's astounding, isn't it? When you yeah. think about it. a few years ago, you wouldn't have thought a four film would outgross a Justice League film I, and be better. To be honest, if a couple of years ago I had seen Batman vs Superman or Man of Steel, yes, I would. Yeah, but if you think before, like just in the concept before mm. those films kicked off, you wouldn't have expected a Justice League film to do badly. Maybe not, but no. Um, you know, and you had other stuff like um, Power Rangers was surprisingly decent. I've watched it twice now. Um, I keep meaning to watch Power Rangers again. It's on Netflix now. I would agree that it is pretty great. Yeah, surprising how decent that film is. Yeah, because um, I just want I want simple, enjoyable films every now and again. And well, no, Power I Rangers, want films that are... <laughs> Power Rangers had characters. Yeah, <laughs> I want films where yeah. I can enjoy something, but at the same time, it's not massively fucking. It's not. It's not just super insulting. It's not awful to to everyone. It's you know. Yeah. It's got a clear story and it doesn't compromise. Treats the audience with some respect. Yep. Um. And like, wasn't a brilliant film, but Ghost in the Shell was one of the most beautiful looking special like effect it. works this year. Just did not like it. I couldn't. I I tried. I really tried. I've watched it. Well, I've tried to watch it a couple of times, and I just couldn't get on with it. But I think that it's. It's visually stunning, though. Yeah, it looked nice. And There's it, a lot of stuff in there. It nails really some of nice. the anime stuff moments yeah. in it. Like, like it looks it looks more interesting to me than Battle Angel Alita does. Alita yeah. Battle Angel. Sorry, it has to be the name has to be reversed. So James Cameron gave his TNA theme titles. Fucking ass. <sighs> yeah, Battle yeah. Angel Alita is a great anime. You reckon? Yeah, fantastic. The anime is the film. 
don't know about that yet. Robert Rodriguez directing it. So it could be all right. Uh, possibly one of the most inconsistent directors the world's ever known. He made Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. And Sin City 2. How that was terrible. Wasn't it? No, he didn't make Sin City. He Sin did. He directed Sin City 2. No, Sin City 2 was directed by um, what's his name? No, it was directed by Robert Rod- Rodriguez. One second, I'm just going to check. This. Definitely was. Frank Miller directed The Spirit, which was terrible. I think that Frank Miller also directed Sin City 2. No. Directed by Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, he gets his thing on there, but he's not the sole director. Yeah, I don't think Robert Rodriguez... He wasn't the sole director on the first one. I don't think Robert Rodriguez directed as much as he thought. I think he did... I think he did Joseph Gordon-Levitt's part, which was the best part of Sin City 2. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of it was done... It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Anyway, what was your film of the year? Um, okay. Sponsored by Justice League. Yeah. In cinemas now. You like the league. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, so I was, again, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to talk about, talk about. Wind River. Gal was quite possibly the most shockingly brilliant film I saw early on in the year. Mm. I think I actually saw it last year, didn't I? No, no, you saw it this early this year. I saw it really early this year, yeah. didn't I? Like January or something. Get out. Me and Tara went to go see Gal and she just wasn't interested in it. And I think I know why. Um, I was very interested in it because firstly, Jordan Peele, I always liked Key and Peele. Some of my favorite sketches from Key and Peele. We've referenced a bunch of Key and Peele shit doing this. Stuff like a substitute teacher and things like that. Like never heard Aaron. Never, never. Aaron. It's, it's Aaron. Fucking, uh, the Blackie. producer of um, Gremlins 2. Yeah, Gremlins 2. That's great. That's You're going to get Hulk Hogan in the... Yeah. <laughs> you want to... You're just saying what you eat for lunch and you've turned around you've created a Gremlin? Are you talking about a vegetable-based Gremlin who drinks some sort of potion and tomatoes come out of his ass? It is in the movie. <laughs> Incredible! It's just basically Hollywood from Mannequin just yeah. appears, and starts yeah. granting wishes. Um, but uh, no, oh. um, so yeah, Jordan Peele is incredible, and and Get Out is is very much deserving of praise. Mm. But but Get Out is it is it has been the problem is that Get Out is one of the I can't pick between the top three of the movies that I've seen this year. Yeah, well, you went to see Baby Driver like 412 times. I saw Baby Driver in cinemas four times. Yeah. Um, but close. I saw Paddington twice. Paddington 2 twice. Yeah. Um, I saw Wind River, as you mentioned, which was astounding. Um, I saw Raw in mm. Prince Charles. I've seen just... I, I saw The Disaster Artist, you know, and um, Free Billboards over Ebbing, Missouri, yeah. which was incredible. Um I saw, I mean, even films like The Ritual came out of nowhere and I really fucking enjoyed them. Uh, but the problem is that, as I said, I can't, I can't pick between, I can't pick between the three that I wanted to do. It's also the year The Red Turtle came out. You have to pick one. The Red Turtle came out this year. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Um, I only have the money to go see the big comic book movies. (laughs) And then also things like Blade of the Immortal. Yeah. Which I saw recently. Um, I'll wait for that to come on Netflix. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably going to be a safer bet. Um, as you said, like four Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy two came out this year. Yeah, you know, I'd probably say that I could whittle it down to three movies very clearly. I would say that Get Out is is top for just technically it's fucking incredible. Um, it's the return of it's the return of Hitchcockian levels of directing, 
There are small hints within it. There are things that some people take one way and other people take another way. One of my favorite things is it is, um, I had someone say to me, Oh, she's eating her cereal separate from drinking the milk because she doesn't want to mix the two. And I said, no, it's positive reinforcements of the images she's watching on the screen. So she's looking at pictures of topless black men and then eating the sweet thing and having a treat with a little sip of milk because she's trying to, she's trying to positively reinforce those figures in her head. So she's more attracted to black people because she's <laughs> built in this racist society. Hmm. And her parents don't want to say they're racist, but they're very, very racist. Uh, and then, you know, there are small things like the music choice. As I said, Redbone by Childish Gambino, probably my favorite. My, my favorite artist right now in terms of what he's doing and how he evolves. He's only got yeah. one more album in him and then he's going. So far, he's produced a hardcore hip hop album. Well, he's doing one more album under the name Charles yeah. Gambino. And they might release I don't else. think he'll do it. He'll stop. Yeah. He's got a hip hop album under yeah. the original, the first album that he released, um, with songs like Fireflies, Bonfire, fucking incredible. And you've got Fireflies, what that? Owl City song. Oh, is he Owl City? Yeah. Shit. Um, and then you've got his follow up album was an R&B. It had things like Sober and 3005 on it because mm. of the internet. It's a great album. And then you had this year, you had, you know, Redbone, uh, you know, you had all the different songs that he did and, and, and things like, um, Me and Your Mama. The Night Me and Your Mama Met. You know, just astounding stuff. And this film is very much an evolution of where we need to be in terms of filmmakers. This guy, he is both someone who is visually astute enough to create something great, but also directorially. He picks shots in a way that I haven't seen a director do in a very long time. You know he's going to make one more decent film and then he's going to have to make a Marvel film. Yeah, probably. He'll (laughs) do Black Panther 4. Yeah. Taika Waititi will do Black Panther 2. It'll be a comedy film. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, but no, it, it you know, and then um, Wind River, Black Wind Panther River is, in the hood. Yeah, Wind River was probably one of the most heartbreakingly honest and quiet movies I've seen in a very long time. Um, it takes me back to Unforgiven, classic. Yeah, I've not watched that for years. It takes me back to a feeling of watching Unforgiven, but set nowadays in the cold, cold recesses of America. And it's and it's both heartbreakingly honest and also just fucking raw, emotionally raw to watch. And I think that film was criminally underrated this year. Um, and then you have The Red Turtle. The Red Turtle is a film completely without dialogue. It's an animated movie from this year about a man who gets stranded on an island and the Red Turtle and how he spends years trying to escape and how his, how his journey unfolds and it is... Oh, it's the story of Captain Jack Sparrow and how he got the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, all three films, they weren't being mentioned. Baby Driver is an honourable mention. Um, stuff like Spider-Man Homecoming is an honourable mention. I watched that again the other day. Yeah. It, right. it doesn't it's hold up as well. I still think it's year. a lot of fun. I still think it's a lot of fun. Um, I think it's the reinvention of the superhero movie. Yeah, that friggin' Michael Keaton scene yeah. where he's in the car and... Yeah, it's you know. so good. Menacing, but at the same time... There's a warmth it's to still it. Still one of the best scenes in that that whole sequence, the prom, going to the yeah. bomb sequence, is one of the best sequences Marvels have had yeah. in a film. That was fantastic. Um and then you've got you've got Guys of the Galaxy, Kurt Russell, they somehow de aged Kurt Russell without makeup. Yeah, which digital, is weird to see. Yeah, digital to Kurt Russell. Yeah. They've done that a bunch, they've been building towards that. Because you know the Captain Marvel film is going to have a Samuel Jackson de-aged in it, isn't it? Oh, really? Yeah, he's going to be like one of the main characters for the whole film. Yeah. As like a 90s... I hope he's got his friggin' Jerry Curl oh, throw awesome. from friggin' Pulp Fiction. Um, but yeah, you've got you've got stuff like that. And then you've got like honourable mentions go to... It, I hate to fucking say it because it's a Vince Vaughn movie, but Brawl in Cellbook 99. Yeah. 
that was that's a fucking crazy film yeah not seen that yet it's I recommend that to people as well anyone who likes Bone Tomahawk it feels like Bone Tomahawk it's got that same desperate really broken human being in it but it's so sad and so distant but you want to watch more you want to be pulled into the world but it's just so fucking distant um you know like it's been a fucking great year for cinema yeah it's been a real turnaround it's been decent there's like the blockbusters for once haven't been insufferable like we haven't been Logan came out this year fucking everyone forgets about that Logan like you had a good Wolverine film finally yeah um you know wasn't it I'd say James Marigold's Wolverine he did both of them. Yeah, no, the, he Wolverine. Did the Wolverine and Logan. Well, the Wolverine is like Underrated. passable and decent and stuff, and then it falls apart at the end. It's better than anything DC's done, including Wonder Woman. Yeah, yep. Wonder Woman's good. So, should we have a quick look? Let's have a quick look to see what else was released this year. We'll just have a quick. Yeah, I always forget Logan was out this round year. Up. Dunkirk, Logan was... you watched that, didn't you? Ugh. Yeah. Dunk. Thing about Dunkirk is a woking shout out. Um, uh, all right, so. So this year, other people have recommended. Get Out is number one recommended. You got Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Dunkirk, Wonder Woman. You've seen Star Wars, have you? No, I'm not. I'm not interested at this point. Lady Bird, Call Me by Your Name, Baby Driver, Logan, The Big Sick. Big Six, another honorable honorable mention on my behalf. You can't have all honorable mentions. Um, no, The Big Six is an honorable mention. It's it's a great film. It's a low key comedy about someone dealing You're with. Supposed to say what your honest. best film was. I said what my best films were. Honourable mentions, honorable mentions aren't the best film. These one. are just films I'd recommend. Yeah, but what was your best film? I already said what my best film was. I said I agree with you when it comes to Get Out, but I would also say that honorable mentions go to Wind River, which no one fucking watched, <laughs> and The Red Tail, which no one fucking watched. So what about I, Jigsaw? I, Is that on yeah. Blade Runner 2049? I really liked. Yeah, so I haven't seen that. I really liked it. I'd recommend it. You've got stuff like For Ragnarok, The Shape of Water, which hasn't been released in the UK yet. Disaster Artist, which I watched. Free Billboards over Ebbing, Missouri, which I watched. It, I wouldn't say, is worth watching. Unless you're really, really into the whole Stephen King thing. Good time, I've heard great things about Okja. We've got about Okja. Yeah, Okja was great. John Wick 2, as you mentioned before. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Mother, I have no interest in. How about you? Mother. Well, the Danzig song. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, You've got things like... uh, Justice League, no. no. Coco, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I don't even know. That's only just come out now. Um, Beauty and the Beast, it's pretty good. I, Tonya, Molly's Gang, Lego Batman movie. Is I, Tonya, that one where the girl gets shot when she's holding the mobile phone and she gets the power to make it? No, that's iBoy and I reviewed that. That was pretty bad. <laughs> um, you've got things like Bright, which was fucking awful. Uh, Wonder, which is the one about the kid with a gross face. Um, oh, you mean fucking Mask? Yeah. Um, about, what's the name of the kid? Fuck, what's the name of the kid from Jacob Mask? Jacob Tremblay. What's the name of the kid oh, from Oh, you're talking about, talking about uh, Eric, Eric Stoltz. Stoltz yeah. yeah, what was the name of the kid? Rocky Dennis. There you go. I always um, try to keep that name in my mind, because if I ever want to call someone ugly, you call him Rocky I Dennis. call him Rocky Dennis, yeah. All right, so you got the final ones <laughs> The final ones people recommended. You'll love this. Atomic Blonde, The Darkest mm. Hour, The Merowitz Story, which I've actually heard really good things about. That's the one with Adam Sandler on Netflix. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, Transformers The Last Night has been mentioned a few film. times. But Wind River comes behind Transformers the last night. And then to cap off that shit sandwich, on the other end, you got Valerian. Sure isn't in alphabetical order. Maybe. you got <laughs> Valerian. No, because American na- Maid's up next. Uh-huh. Uh, Ingrid Goes West, which I've heard good things about, but I had no interest in. Um, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, oh, shit, was, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, film this year, wasn't Dead there? Dead Men Tell No Tales. I didn't go to see that. You see that? I was like, no. I saw it. I'm not going to ruin this streak. But I had to go see Transformers. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, like, there's stuff, there's that mermaid story, the lure. Uh, La La Land, Icarus. Is La La Land this year? Velma, yeah. Cool. Uh, City of Ghosts, Alien Covenant. I just didn't like Super Dark seen Times. It. That was another one where I went, no. Yeah. Super Dark Times, I had no interest in. Um, uh, the Square, Art House movie, Atomic Blonde. I didn't really like Atomic Blonde very much. Lady Bird, which is the mo- most recent one. Lucky, which is Harry Dean Stanton's last film. Oh, I haven't seen Logan Lucky yet. No, I haven't seen that either. I'm interested in it. Good time. I mean, there's loads of shit on here. There's loads of stuff on here. I mean, it is, it's again, oh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, which was the follow up from the lobster director. Oh, yeah. With Colin Farrell. Uh, haven't seen that. You know, there's loads of stuff. Loads and loads of stuff. Um, it's just been a fucking banner year for cinema. What films have we got in 2018? All Marvel all the time. Yeah, we've got a lot of Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Justice League Part 2. Yeah. There's a Han Solo film coming out. Yeah. They find the directors, so that's going to be good. For that. <laughs> no. They should just cancel that. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, I mean, I, I, off the top of my head, I don't have anything that I'm really excited about coming up. Um, Pacific Rim Ups, whatever it was. Oh yeah, Pacific Rim Uprising. I'd probably yeah. see that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, I love <laughs> the first Pacific Rim, but I don't hold out much hope for I it. fucking... I actually love the first Pacific Rim. It mm. is... The problem with the first one is just the fact that they focused on the wrong character. No, I remember someone reviewing it and saying, oh, it's, it's rubbish. It's like someone's got their kids' toys and bashed them together for a while. I'm like, yeah. It's fucking awesome. I think I was the only person in the cinema... Um, <laughs> To see it, because I saw it first on the week of release. I saw it like twice in the cinema. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. First week, I saw it, saw, yeah. saw it in the cinema, it was packed. Hmm. I saw it again two weeks later, took, took my mate to go see it, and cinema was empty. We were the only ones in there. <laughs> two weeks. And uh, and he fucking loved it as well. That's I, like how cinema was when I went to see Justice League. <laughs> it's like literally only about 10 well, I've already told I've already told the story once but I might as well tell it again oh Orna Romancha goes to Paddington 2 mm. I forgot to mention Paddington 2 you mentioned Paddington 2 in a year when Justice League's been released when we've had a Marvel movie two Marvel movies released three three was it three no we it's had Spider-Man Homecoming Spider-Man Homecoming Justice um, God, Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok oh yeah three Marvel movies this year yeah. in a year we've had three Marvel movies the Doctor Strange was like right at the end of last year. Yeah, it was, yeah. I watched that again a while ago. It's still, it's actually quite fun. I'm, Does it still hold up? Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably the best origin story that Marvel have done. Yeah. Name a better one. Iron Man. Iron Man's really solid. Yeah, but Captain Iron Man... America was like half good, half bad. I like Captain America more than most people, I think, just yeah. because I'm a big fan of Joe Johnson. Yeah. But uh, most of their origin ones have been a bit. Yeah. Four wasn't great. No. And Four was banking on the back of another film, though, wasn't Guardians it? Guardians of the Galaxy was a lot of fun. Yeah. But I wouldn't really call it an origin type no. thing. It's just, it's not about one hero. No. <laughs> and they're not even the first Guardians of the Galaxy. The first Guardians of the Galaxy are in the sequel. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say that, yeah, Paddington 2, it has the best narrative structure. It's got the best scripting. It's What's got the jokes. first Paddington on Christmas Day? Yeah, what do you think? It's all right. I quite liked the first one. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Nicole Kidman, I didn't know she was I in it. I genuinely, I think that, I think that your Paddington 1 is nowhere near as good as Paddington 2. Yeah. And I think that you'll be surprised when you get the chance to see I'm it. I'm amazed, like, Paddington was like an amazing, that first half hour is like full on, like, don't hate refugees. Yeah. We're out there destroying their homes. Yeah. This is the thing that people didn't realise is that, like, 
Paddington 2 is someone out there has the sense to go, hey, guess what? All this horrible hate and shit that we've got is because a lot of kids are born into houses where people go, oh, hate the people that are different colours because we hate them because we're on benefits and we're horrible human beings that don't... We don't really do anything but leech off society, but we don't other people leech. Don't other people leech? Especially <laughs> other people that look different. Oh, God, no, fuck, you can't do because that! Because foreigners don't pay taxes when exactly. they work here and, and buy food and you stuff. You get a film like Paddington where it's just like, hey, guess what? They're actually just, you know, other living things. They're just people, man. Stop being a prick about it, yeah? Yeah. And um, and it's just it's such a great movie for setting up. It just it, it's nothing but love. It's anti Brexit propaganda. <laughs> yeah, it is anti Brexit propaganda. <laughs> yeah, but it's nothing- when I was applying for a job the other day, um, and they said, "Are you free to work in the EU?" And I'm like, "Shit, I don't know. Like, not for much longer." <laughs> I I'm I'm honestly tempted to apply for a new passport just before they change them to the blue ones. I fucking hate. Blue passports. Yeah, it's going to cost like something like four forty million or something stupid like that. So. Yeah, but if I apply for one before they change them, I'll get a burgundy one for the next ten. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe long enough for us to get back in the EU. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it's been a dark year for most shit. Like, I think that I mean, it's it's often the rule, isn't it, that art thrives at times of most distress and hatred. Yeah, like, idiots are thriving a lot right now, though. Yeah, but they're also paying for this nice shit to be made so that we can keep watching and enjoying it um but yeah it's been it's been a dark year but i'm 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 happy to say that there has been some great examples of humanity coming forward you know all we need now is for trump to have a heart attack i just wanted to be shot in the fucking face yeah that'd be nice it's just, it's, he's a horrible human being. He has a history of being a horrible fucking human being. And people were still like, Not my president, he's a really good job. job. I think, like, this is one of the things that made me laugh, is I listen to a lot of podcasts, and a lot of the crack stuff have, fi- have left recently. But yeah. um, but Jack, the um, editor-in-chief that they had a few years ago, used to do the spit take. Yeah. He... He is doing his own podcast called The Daily Zeitgeist. Shout out to The Daily Zeitgeist. They probably have a lot more listeners than we do. At least a few. At least a few. But it's a fantastic podcast. And they made the joke that the secret to Obamacare and saving Obamacare for the American people so they get they get cheap health care is just change the name to Trump Care. Yeah. And then Donald Trump won't have a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's secret. not even called Obamacare, though. No, it? it's not. It's ACA, isn't it? It's <laughs> the Affordable Care Act. Yeah. But because he got Obamacare... Stab it. Bunch of idiots. Such a twat. Um, but then we've got Theresa May who hates the the poor and has hired someone who famously said that that people with um people with slow children or people with learning difficulties are troglodytes. Yeah, and that um putting ramps in for wheelchairs is political correctness. Yeah, gone gone crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how dare people in wheelchairs need an education? How dare we make... You know, his dad created the, like, he was, was one of sort of created the concept of meritocracy. And it doesn't surprise me somehow, right? Yeah, and yeah, there's a fun wing about Toby Young. No one turned up to his stag party. <laughs> I'm not surprised, you know. And he said, do you know what I learned from that is that I don't need friends. They're, no, they're all fake. Friends oh, aren't yeah. real. That's How what you learned from How did he get the that. job? Did he just interview with Satan? With Boris Johnson. He's friends with Boris Johnson. Yeah, and um, Boris Johnson's brother, is it Joe Johnson, works in the education. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, that. fantastic. Boris Johnson gave Toby Young a job at the newspaper years ago. Nepotism is yeah. what we're dealing with. Nepotism for cunts. 
Mm. Hey, Boris Johnson, guess what? You fuck kids. Actually, no, he kind of does fuck kids, didn't he? He mounted that boy playing rugby. Oh, yeah, he loved that. Yeah. And he's also, you know, he loves to go on swings, meet the public, you know, you know, shake hands with young men. Boris Johnson's a fucking creep be and a podcast I fucking point. hate everyone. Except for you, buddy. Before I we get fucking... Arrested. I got engaged. I Technically, I got engaged last year. No, oh, yeah. So, that's depressing. It happened the same year as And that Brexit. wasn't your best thing of the year? Well, no. I didn't because we didn't do best thing of the year. <laughs> um, it probably... I mean, like, yeah. It would be my best thing of the year. Like, finally, after six years, I... I well, I say six. We had a brief break. and I bottomed out for a little while. Um, which was recorded on the podcast. If anyone goes back, going back to episode seventy go, something, yeah, fifty yeah, something. Matt's bottoming out, and then you can hear me at my lowest, and then I rise up like a phoenix from the ashes to get engaged at the end of the year. Yay! Yeah. So I'm madly in love with her. We're getting married. Does Tara know yet? Yeah. <laughs> she said yes, oh. and I am panicking. After some bit. convincing. No, like she she was happy to marry me, and I am now panicking. Oh, that's good. I now have value and I do my best work when I'm a valueless puddle of slime skirting my way through life. No, you're still worthless to me. That's not true. I'm worth £400 a month to you. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> 450 a month? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's already... I rose it. I raised it myself. I'm not letting you start raising it. What I need for you to do over the next year is to become more gullible. No. And... Uh, no. <laughs> just Ah. Alright, anyway. So, thank you everyone who has been listening. Anyone who's just joined us for the end of year, this was probably our best work. Mm. <laughs> We've probably been the funniest doing this one fucking podcast. And we're meant to be a comedy, yeah, comedy podcast. Yeah, the next episode I get to review Turbo, the a Power Rangers Turbo. Movie. I did right. Turbo Power Rangers movie. You guys can't. Can't wait, I'm sure. Yeah, I might actually even have Power Rangers in Space done by then because I'm actually quite enjoying Power Rangers in Space. So, guys, yeah. if you want to get in touch with me, Don't. I'm at Critapocalypse on Twitter. I'm also at Critapocalypse on YouTube, but fuck, if I ever do anything with that. Um, you can find Anne at LV54SpaceMonkey or you can find him on Twitter, on YouTube, sorry, as the most popular, and I keep saying this, you are the number one Mellow Gaming channel, aren't yeah, you? Channel called Mellow Gaming. Yeah. Channel called Mellow Gaming. I'm going to get a, a little shout out, a little plug in Digitizer this week. Are you? Yeah. Really? It's Digitizer's 25th anniversary this week. Yeah. And he's doing a week of like teletext style posts, like yeah. how they used to look. There's even a website where you can read them in teletext format, where it'll flick through the pages way too quick for you to read them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's doing the shout out. He's going to do some plugs for some people this week, and he, he's going to put me in there. So, so check out twenty five years of me read of after I used to read Digitizer. Yeah, I'm getting mentioned in Digitizer. Holy shit! Yeah. It's a monumental day. If anyone, it, as I said, if anyone was getting contact with us, do it through those. Um, it's read Digitizer, I guess. If you want to see Ants later, so no, it's Violet Berlin wrote a thing today. Really? Good old Violet Berlin. Yeah, she's right. Panel four was she their did, thing. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah. Years ago, even drew a new graphic for because she used oh. to have blonde, spiky hair back yeah. then, didn't she? She's got long black hair now. Huh. But um, yeah, it's it's been really good the digitizer stuff this week because it's old fashioned, it's nostalgic, yeah, it's yeah. friggin' teletext. Yeah, man, that's cool. That's Hopefully, he cool. doesn't end it with an ejaculating penis like he did last time. Well, he didn't. Fingers, fingers crossed. That's not how you. I'm amazed he didn't get into trouble for that. But I guess yeah. it was his last day, so yeah, it doesn't matter, does it? It says press reveal to see the real turn of the worm, and it's turned. <laughs> it's just a 
It's literally a worm looking sick with a white splat coming out in front of it. Delightful. Yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening. As always, have a good couple of weeks. We'll see you. Well, I guess we're recording in only a week and a half, so. I'll just do it another two weeks. Because I'm not going to put this one up till Monday. So Really? Yeah, because freaking... It's Wednesday today. Yeah, so next Monday's... The... You don't change the day it goes out. All right, well, we'll do one a week after next Monday anyway. What? All right. <laughs> oh, anyway, thank you for listening. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, get in touch with us. If there's anything you like, anything you don't like, just let us know. And like, comment, and subscribe, wherever the fuck you listen to this shit. What do you do on SoundCloud? Yeah, you can, can't you? You can comment, yeah, and like, yeah. you can hit the heart. And we're on iTunes. Yeah. Are we? Oh, we yeah. not checked, we've not checked check iTunes that. in a while. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, do it through the means that are described. Anything you need, let us know. Can, can I end it now? Yep. Yeah. I fucking love you guys. Trump fucks kids and so does Boris Johnson. Hey, they fuck each other. They're gross. They're related. Ugh. Incest. <laughs>